Hey, 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 it's Cadaver from Smoke to Smoke again, and I've got something special to share. If you're a regular listener, you're probably familiar with my homies over at Moonwalk. But guess what? Now I've got a brand new affiliate to bring you that's got a wide range of broad and full-spectrum CBD products. You might be wondering, how wide, Cadabra? Well, I'll tell you. Pinnacle Hemp has CBD bath and body products, capsules, carts, disposable vapes, dabbable concentrates, flour, and they've even got CBD pet products safe for your four-legged friends. Is that not enough? Well, when you use my link to check out their site, you'll also be able to look through their catalog of rare cannabinoids as well, like Delta-8, hemp-derived Delta-9, HHC, THCV, and many more of your favorite letters. I know some of you can connoisseurs are looking for some very special letters in particular though. Specifically, the COAs, all of which you can view on Pinnacle Hemp's website. And don't forget to use the code CANA15 at checkout for 15% off your order. That's C-A-N-N-A-1-5 at checkout. Hello and welcome to Smoke to Smoke, the show that'll get you in the know about smoke and drill. I'm your host, Kadabra. With this podcast, I hope to inform you about the fast-growing world of cannabis. I'll be discussing strains, cannabis legislation, groundbreaking studies on the herb, and much more because there's a lot to cover. This podcast is for listeners 18 and up, so if you're a little kid, I'm going to have to ask you to leave for now, but when it's your time, I'll be here and just feel free to hop on back in. Thank you so much for tuning in. Let's get started. Hello again. For this episode of Smoke to Smoke, I'll be talking with a fantastic guest that's the author of Why Mommy Gets High, a children's book that aims to normalize cannabis use for mothers and inform kids in a digestible and fun way why their mom gets elevated. Since this lovely lady happens to be a canna mom as well, I'll also be finding out more about her personal experience as a canna parent. Before we get started, though, I have a quick disclaimer. While I make an immense effort to broadcast accurate information, I am not a doctor. I'm simply presenting my views based on what I gather from my own research. Please do not use this podcast as medical advice, and be sure to consult your physician for any medical issues you may be having. Thank you. Now let's light up and dig in. Hello! Before we get started, I gotta know how you're doing and what you're smoking on. Well, I've got myself a nice sativa this morning, a little wake-me-up, and um, I had a kind of a late night tonight, so I need a little something to get me up and going. Ah, okay. Uh, do you have a particular strain, or does it not really matter to you? You know, I'm really loving these new Drew Martins. They're a lower dose, so you actually get to smoke and enjoy the the process and the whole thing about, you know, lighting a joint and just enjoying it rather than, you know, hitting one or two times and then feeling, you know, sky high. So I like these new low-dose uh, Drew Martins. That's what I got today. Oh, I have not heard of those. It's very interesting. Yeah, some people like lower percentage THC. I like probably right around the middle range mm-hmm. um, as far as my THC percentage. So I can still like enjoy the smoking experience, but not that I'm smoking so much flour that I end up feel like I'm wasting it. Yeah, <laughs> it's a fine line. Yeah, because I have a, a bit of a higher tolerance, too. So I can easily go through a lot of flour if I don't watch myself. Right, right. Are you growing it yourself or do you, um, are you having a donated or buying it? I have to buy it. Sadly, we cannot grow here and I just, I don't want to risk it. I've got plenty of nosy neighbors. Right, right, right. Yeah, we're in Cali where I just uh, plant a couple of seeds every early spring and by summer I got a nice big plant. Oh, this sounds amazing. Yeah, it's nice for cooking with too. Ooh, yeah, you have a lot more plant to work with to make your, like, I, I know some people that get it made into, like, concentrates and then make, or, or they infuse it into edibles. There's just so much you can do because you have so much more to work with. Yeah, and I try and use every part of it. I try and use the stems, the flower. I use everything. So, yes, I agreed. 
I don't know. So what do you like? You just really what do you, what do you infuse? Is it like dessert specifically, or do you infuse anything? Well, I went to a Christmas party last night and brought my brownies. And so what I usually do is I just take all you know, all the leftover. I pick off all the flour, and then I go ahead and use everything. I take the stem and I just put a big bottle of oil in it and keep it on my stove for a few days, and just let it you know, simmer at low whenever I'm in that kitchen. And then I just put in a strainer and strain it all out and have nice green oil. And I use it for everything. Pasta. Um, I use it for brownies, cookies, baking, anything you'd use oil in. Oh, very interesting. Now, I misspoke on a previous interview and said that I have never done any type of infusions before at all. I've mm -hmm. like dabbled a little bit with trying to infuse concentrates into like cookies, and that worked pretty well because I needed the higher dose for like my my back problems as well as my insomnia. Just I'll, I'll be up till two in the morning, have to wake up at seven the next day, and just oh. I can't sleep. <laughs> Oh, it's a worse feeling. I always say being awake in the middle of the night is the loneliest place in the world. Yeah, I mean, luckily now with the podcast, I at least have something to keep myself busy. But beforehand, I was just kind of up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially, I think it's something about our heads when we know we have to get up at a certain time. It's mm -hmm. even harder to fall asleep. <laughs> Yeah, it's just like we get excited and it's like, well, I need to prepare for the next day. It's like, well, you could prepare better if you went to sleep. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's not the truth. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, um, we've talked a little bit. Can you please introduce yourself for the folks at home just so they know who you are before we get started? Sure. My name is Wendy Brazil and I wrote a book called Why Mommy Gets High. And uh, it's a kid's book. Um a lot of people think it's more of a joke book, but I actually wrote this for uh, the children in my life, and uh, my children are now grown. But I'd always wished I had some way to explain, you know, why mommy goes from uh, being stressed and uptight to slipping away for a few minutes and coming back and just feeling more relaxed and, you know, maybe putting on a little music and lighting candles and just feeling so much more smooth, you know, rather than, um, especially when my kids were trying to do homework, I would get myself really involved, my ego about that they had to get good grades. And I just needed to take a moment to kind of stand back and remember that it was their homework, not mine. And, uh, you know, weed helped me do that. I think we could, weed is really good for kind of letting, helping us let go of our ego a lot of times. Um, and, uh, just, you know, sidestepping and enjoying the process a little bit more. So, um, yeah, I'm a, I wrote this book and, um, um, it's been, it's been, I, um, now let's see, it's been 10 months since I wrote it and got it up on Amazon and now it's at Barnes and Nobles and a couple other places. And, uh, it did get the uh, cover of the LA times for oh, wow. our mother's day edition. So I was thrilled about that. So yeah, it's try picking up a little traction. And I think that more parents are willing to s discuss, you know, with their children, their choices and wellness, um, rather than being some taboo, you know, than they used to be. Yeah, things have definitely changed, especially over the past 20 years. There's been a drastic change. I feel like there's been more strides um, to kind of break the stigma down even though there's been work done for decades beforehand, don't get me wrong. But really, we finally had, I don't want to say the right leaders, but leaders that were willing to listen. We, leaders that had people in their families that experienced like benefits from cannabis so they, they could understand that it's not just, it's not an evil drug. And that's what made it easier to talk about it just in a, in a common space and now to children as well so that they understand the the nuances behind the plant. And like it's I feel like there's some parents, I'm not going to say all parents, but some that want to live vicariously through their children and they get so wound up and oh you've got to be doing um violin band track tennis basketball you got to be doing all that and making a's and it just they're they're putting an, an 
uh, an insurmountable amount of stress on not only the kid, but on themselves that, like you said, just cannabis helps you relax. Absolutely. You know, I remember as a kid and my parents smoked weed. I, um, I always knew what the smell was, you know, as a kid. And uh, I remember going to school and being so scared that my parents were going to go to jail forever, you know, that this was some sort of thing that, you know, that any minute my parents were going to be taken to jail because, you know, we had the D.A.R.E. program. Yeah. Uh, and it scared the shit out of us kids, you know, all of us, and especially um, me and my cousins would discuss it all the time, you know, when we would have any Christmas or how, you know, any party and you'd smell it. We'd go, do you think our mommies and daddies are going to jail? Because they're breaking the law and doing drugs. You know, it was just, it was such a scary thing. And I want to take the fear out of it for children. And, um, you know, I, living in California, it seems insane that we have to still have this conversation. But um, I think a lot of parents um, feel like they have to really hide this. And you know, for me personally, I feel as though, you know, I don't, I, I never smoked in front of my kids because I had the luxury of being able to just, you know, walk outside and living in California, it wasn't snowing out, but you know, I, I definitely didn't, uh, I didn't try It wasn't some big, scary thing. Um, mm. nor did I want them to go to school and tell other friends about it either. But <laughs> yeah. So, um, I do kind of worry about the states that it isn't completely legal in, um, you know, for for kids taking that information with them. But yeah, because then they could have it to where if they take that information to school and like, yeah, my mom taught me all about weed, and then CPS gets called, and then there's a problem because there are um, some overly concerned people that might see that as an issue. You just trying to educate your child, right? Right. But um, like you said, the D.A.R.E. program, I, I, don't, I don't remember. I think I had like a few different D.A.R.E. shirts. I had the badge and everything. <laughs> like I was like hardcore against weed. Like it'll mess you up. I was going home telling my mom all about it. I was like, man, kids, I heard kids are smoking weed with their parents and this country's going to shit and all this. And she's like, this kid's getting really worked up. Little did I know she was blowing back, but she was really smooth with it because I, um, I was very, I was very much a stress inducing child, but she would just like slip off from time to time, come back and just be very relaxed, very happy. And just very like, she could talk to me for hours because that's, that's the sativa kicking in. And, oh yeah, um, it's just it's something that I never noticed. I never knew what the smell in the house was. I never knew any of that because we'd never had those conversations. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I was getting information from the D.A.R.E. program and I didn't start getting information more about like the benefits of cannabis and how it can help you and just how it helps with stress and pain and all those different things. I knew none of that until later on. Right, right. Because I'm sure your mom didn't feel safe having those conversations with you. No, especially with how adamant I was about. Yeah. <laughs> you would have probably I've, turned her in. <laughs> yeah, I would have been like, "Oh yeah, I'm I'm knocking right now." I got my first. I got my first arrest. <laughs> <laughs> Citizens arrest. <laughs> yeah, that was a that's a messed up program. I really feel like it did a lot more harm than good, personally. Yeah, I feel like, honestly, it introduced me to a lot more concepts and different drugs that I would have never necessarily heard of without the program. Yeah, isn't that funny? You know, like when... Yeah, it's very... Yeah. <laughs> it is. I, I remember the first time seeing Coke and I knew what it was, you know, like when I was like 16 or 17 years old. And I was like, oh, wow, I know what that is from the D.A.R.E. program. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that before. Yeah, <laughs> we better try that out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a. It definitely it did a lot of. Uh, it put a lot of fear into a lot of children. I think the Dare program. Yeah, and I have not been keeping up to date with it because I don't have a kid right now, so I don't know how if the Dare program is even still being taught in the schools. I don't know how if COVID changed that or what's really happening. Yeah. 
but hopefully, I doubt they're they're going to be teaching um, cannabis education in school anytime soon. No, but uh, in Cal, not California, in Colorado, I think I saw a. All I saw was the headline that they are starting to give um, cannabis to um, kids in school, like the the registered nurses for that school, and I'm thinking it's like it's probably not like just THC. It's probably CBD. Mm-hmm. But I didn't read the headline. Hmm. I only read the headline. I didn't read the article, I should say. Yeah, well, they're finding that it's really helpful in a, um, you know, with, with a couple of different childhood elements. So, you know, if, if we can figure out ways to heal without pharmaceuticals, wouldn't that be nice? Mm-hmm. It's very interesting, but I feel like it's probably causing a lot of uproar in the state or at least on the news, I've kind of kept my head out of the news recently just because of all the chaos and negativity that's been going on. Yeah, but, I, I um, get it. Yeah, it's, it, like, that, that's, that's a whole different thing with the negativity, but <laughs> um, yeah, I just, it's it's very strange to me. I, I don't really know. I just feel like um, Maybe there should be more information put like put out there about the program, and like so not only not only so that my questions are answered, but so that parents in that state and across other states feel more comfortable with that, and maybe they'll be more in- implemented across state lines. Yeah, and where are you? Where Where do you uh, hail from? I'm in Arkansas. Okay, well, that's right. I sent you a book. That's right. I remember writing that. You got a beautiful state. I've only been there once, um, but we did a little drive-through. Uh, we have a van that we go and see our family in Philadelphia. So we've driven through Arkansas a couple of times. We try and go different ways. Ah, uh, nice, nice. Now uh, we probably should get back to the book. Just yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. The so um, the longest podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Man, we can just talk about whatever you want. To. This is your show. <laughs> uh, what inspired you to create this book? So during COVID, when we were all closed in, uh, we had pretty strict things going on here in California, and. Um, um, I was cleaning out some stuff and I found a gold list from when I was like 22 years old. And I was happy to say I cl- crossed off almost everything on that list except for write a book. And so I just started thinking about what I would really want to write about. And I always knew it would be a kid's book because, you know, that sounds easier. <laughs> so, uh, you know, raising kids and weed were something I knew something mm-hmm. about. So then I just started thinking about what I'd want to write and uh, how I'd want it to present it to children. And I, hopefully I did it in a really soft, you know, s- sort of um, loving and nurturing way. Yeah, um, I did not get the book yet, but I did read it on your Instagram. And it was very, like, towards the end, it really brought a smile to my face. I, I've been having a little bit of a rough day, but it just kind of boosted my mood a little bit because I needed that. It reminded me of just when I was younger and um, connecting with my mom and all the fun activities, all the movies we've watched together. All, like We'd watch a lot of different kids' cartoons, and I feel like she enjoyed that more with cannabis. Everything is more fun with cannabis. You know what I mean? I remember you know, playing. Yeah. Playing. My kids were never really into dolls, but they were really into their stuffed animals, so we'd play you know, bears for hours and and uh mm. legos are much easier to do i was always the color sorter um but yeah you just enjoy it more and like you were saying about your own mom you know just the conversations are a little bit deeper and you you're not it it slowed everything down for me where i didn't feel like okay now it's time for bath now it's time to brush your teeth now it's time to get in bed you know it was just all a little bit more um calm and um enjoyable so yeah. And so about the book, what is your writing process like? You said a little bit, you talked a little bit about this. Um, you know, I did not do the illustrations. So first of all, I, um, believe it or not, I got high. <laughs> oh, okay. And I just started writing down, 
you know, little, I wanted to kind of sing songy in a Seuss, you know, a Dr. Seussy kind of way. Um, I love his rhymes because a lot of them don't really rhyme, but they work <laughs> together. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, I, my kids always love sing songy books and I liked reading them, you know, it just made it easier. And I, you know, as a mom, I wanted a short book. I was always like, I want, the, I want a short book. I'd rather read five short books and one really long one. Yeah. So I wanted it to be a pretty quick read. Um, and I actually wrote down the skeleton um, of the book within probably a half an hour. And then, you know, from there, just did tweaks for the next couple of months and started looking for an illustrator. And uh, looking for an illustrator, um, I knew I was going to self-publish right on Amazon. So um, what I needed was somebody to basically draw the pictures. And I looked at a lot of children illustrators on Fiverr and different places, uh, Craigslist. And I couldn't really find what I was looking for because I knew I wanted people looking people rather than the bear smoking weed or, a, you know, a fox or, you know, a family of uh, piggies or, you know, whatever it was. Everybody had their own idea. And I said, no, 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 I want it to look like my girls and I. Um, so, um, I decided to start looking at video game, uh, illustrators. And, uh, that's how I found Danielle who lives outside of Munich, Germany. And, uh, we spoke on the phone for maybe five minutes one time and the rest of the time it was all through WhatsApp and me basically acting out the poses and then she would draw them and send them to me. Um, or sending her pictures of what I want the house to look like. Um, and it was an extremely smooth and great, easy process for being, you know, just texting back and forth and sending pictures. But she was wonderful to work with. And if anybody wants to write their own kid's book, I highly recommend her. And um, um, then I, rather than trying to go out and find a, you know, um, somebody who's going to put the book on the market, with Amazon, they make it so easy to self-publish. So that's what I did. I basically uploaded it and got it on there. And um, voila, you got a kid's book. Wow, the wonders of the internet. Who knew? Yeah. Yeah, see, that just like you wouldn't have been able to connect with her because I'm, I'm pretty sure, you're, you, like you said, you're not in Germany. I'm not in Germany. Yeah. But it just makes it to where you're able to meet so many different people and make just beautiful art like you have. You've put a very solid piece of work together and a nice, like, it's not like a crazy long children's book. It's not anything that's super over the top. It's just, it provides you with the information in a very digestible manner. And it's something that I feel like you could read over and over again to the kid and they wouldn't get tired of it. And they might even pick it up and want you to read it to them again. Yeah, the funniest thing is I'm getting a lot of messages from uh, families that are saying, my daughter wants to take this book to her grandma's house. I told them to pick out five books and they want to take this book over to Aunt Betty's house or, you know, different people's oh, house. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe uh, maybe hide it. Just, you know, cut down on the controversy. But hmm. um Interesting discussion at the dinner table, of course. Yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, it was really nice because Danielle, my illustrator, um, I ended up going this year. um, My sister and I did a trip um, to see some family in Italy, and we um, took a side trip over to Munich for two days. And I got to meet Danielle, and it was just great. It was like we were old friends. Um, She's the same age as my youngest daughter, so she's now 25. And um, we just had a a great day together. It was really nice meeting her. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you promote your book? You know, I do it uh, a lot through uh, word of mouth. Instagram seems to be a big thing. I've uh, haven't really delved into the TikTok of the world, um, but um, my husband is commercial director, so he promised me to help me make some uh, Santa Lady videos. So it may be coming shortly. We'll But I I really have just kind of. Um, sent a lot of books out to different podcasts and different people who are um, influencers in the 
cannabis community and um it feels like it's been really well received um it won an award this year for its first year out which i was very excited about so it's it's just a it's been a slow grow and i you know i didn't really expect anything from it other than wanting to do a project and so everything feels like bonus Okay, okay. So who's been the biggest supporter of your writing? Um, you know, it's interesting. Um, I, my husband, you know, because it was really just the two of us at home when this was all go going down during COVID. And um, he really, he felt really strongly about it being more of a joke book or, you know, not really a... Um, a book towards kids, um, but I I felt so strongly about it, and I've kind of I've definitely won him over because he's been really helpful. Um, I can tell you, it's I'm I'm actually surprised more by who hasn't been supporters of it because I have friends who you know do smoke weed, but they just feel as though this is not something that they are okay with discussing with uh, children. So you know it's. <laughs> It's um, teach their own, and I just say live and let live. You know, you, you do you, and and I totally understand. I have a couple of friends who you know have chosen not to follow it, my page on Instagram, or um, don't you know, just don't don't think it's a great idea. But and that's okay. Yeah, everybody has the right to their own opinions, and of course, we're not telling you how to raise your children here, so don't don't get offended. We're trying not to offend you. We just are trying to share a different perspective on how um, how some people choose to share the information with their kids. So, um, speaking of which, um, since we're talking about negative reviews, uh, negative feedback, how do you process and deal with any negative book reviews? Um. You know, I haven't gotten any negative book reviews, but I would say, and sorry about that, dinging, um, but the negative feedback from uh, family members and friends, um, I, I just, I just, I'm just going to be like a duck and just let it slide off. I don't need everybody to agree with me and, and that's okay. And I think that's part of being a grown up is just being okay with people having different ideas. And, um, you know, it's, uh, I don't think we're going to always agree with everything they do. So, you know, we just, we just, uh, keep rolling. Yeah, that, that, that's really good advice is just to not let everything shake you and quake you to the core. And that's something that I've probably got to get better about and learn more. Because uh, there's like, I, I would love to share with part of my family like, hey, I'm doing a podcast. And it's just, I know the conversation would not go well. Um, and especially if they found out that I was like a medical cannabis patient on top of that. They're like, oh gosh, like what is going on? But... <laughs> I just, um, it, I would enjoy it more if um, I was able to have those conversations with family, but ultimately it's just something that I've had to make peace with. Yes, absolutely. Now, next up, I wanted to ask you a few questions just to get a little bit more of an understanding about your personal experience as a Kanamaw. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. So how much of your knowledge do you share with your children regarding cannabis? Well, they're adults, so, you know, I, my children usually have way better weed than I do. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. Um, and when, and when, and, and when I was, you know, when they were younger, I always had a plant going. I always had, you know, one or two plants, depending on, I usually would grow three and figure that I'd get at least one female. Um, so, you know, they were familiar with the plant um, growing up. Um oh, but, um, and I, you know, even back then I would make different things and if they had sore back or something, I might rub a little bit of the cannabis oil on, on, you know, a, a sore neck or a sore back. Um, and so, you know, they definitely knew that it, it had healing properties. Oh, okay. So, um, what age did you really start talking to them about your cannabis consumption or was it just always kind of 
not really anything you really had to introduce them to slowly because they always grew up around the plants. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny because um, my youngest one who she's definitely a little oblivious, <laughs> she's kind of in her own world. But I remember when she was uh, about 15, I got into her backpack and she had some weed in there. And I, I waited till she got home from school and I said, why are you, you're not taking this to school, right? And why are you carrying it around with you? And she's like, mom, have you ever smoked weed? And I was like, how in the world does this kid not know? This? But <laughs> she said, you know, the thing that we all say when we get caught with weed is uh, younger people, um, it's my friends. Oh. Um, but uh, she said that, um, she and I, I would say that was probably our first big talk about it. She just said that she felt anxious sometimes and it helped her feel less anxious and um, that it um, helped her when she was having girlfriend problems, you know, kind of sort some issues out with her girlfriends rather than, um, I then, you know, confronting them and being angry. Mm -hmm. And I really do. I've always said that to um, my friends, but I said it to her that day that, you know, it's called the peace pipe for, for a reason. You can't really fight when you're high. So, you know, I understood that when she said, you know, that it helped her kind of figure out issues with friends and just see things from a different angle. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, for me personally, when I have my bits of like anger flare ups, it's kind of just like, um, like it gets like kind of hot and like a whistling kettle like it's quick and mm. so really cannabis helps me quickly just tame that and it helps me just kind of like readjust my attitude and decompressed and just like okay let me let me get back into the situation in a, in a different let, let me um check my attitude absolutely i agree i feel the same way mm -hmm. so um are you open about your cannabis consumption with other moms you know or were you when they were younger and how often did the topic come up well it was california so probably a lot <laughs> you know um i had a, my my core little group um that um i would s smoke with but for the most part um you know unless unless it was a pretty good friend I just didn't really bring it up. You know, uh, medical marijuana didn't become a thing until um, I think my kids were like in fourth and fifth grade. So um, once that happened, things started opening up a little bit more. But um, I have, you know, one neighbor friend and she and I would, you know, smoke after the kids would go to bed or, or um, I'd sneak over there if things were a little rough and we kind of shared each other's, you know, um, stash. Um, but I don't know, there's something about when you're at a school function or something and you can kind of tell those other cool moms, you know, that you can mm. actually probably hang out with. Um, so it, it was, it was not something we probably talked about at the first lunch, you know, but as you got to know each other, of course, it, you'd, uh, you know, whether or not that was something that you could, um, do together oh okay so you never really face much judgment from other moms um i don't think i had those kind of moms really around i mean um do i remember facing judgment from that it's a very interesting question because i'm sure there was um but i just don't think i was that loud and proud at that point oh okay so, um, how, how do you balance family life and cannabis? Um, well, now it's just the two of us. Um, but I feel, I just felt like it was part of the whole, you know, part of my whole wellness regime and just you know, trying to feel regiment, you know, as far as, um, feeling good and feeling relaxed and, you talked a little bit about those flare-ups and, you know, I, I felt as though it really has helped me, um, a lot through this stage of my life, which is, um, the horrible M word menopause. And, um, 
when I very first started seeing that, um, it, it really, it took a toll on my emotional base, just being a lot more volatile. And, um, so weed really helped me with, you know, just calming down a little bit. So, um, as far as home life, I mean, my husband will even say to me, like, maybe you need to step outside and go take a hit or something and relax a little bit. Yeah, my husband's <laughs> the same way. <laughs> yeah. And I'm so grateful for that, that he knows, you know, that it's an instant thing. You know, when my kids were younger, I was going through a divorce and um, having kind of a rough time and being a single mom for a little while. And, you know, I went in and talked to my doctor and, of course, he put me right on antidepressants. And within a few um, months, I realized that once kids went to school and I dropped them off, I would come back and get right back in bed on those antidepressants. I just wasn't functioning. So um, I decided, you know, I'm, I'm going to stop that and um, just start um, trying to medicate a little bit more with marijuana and and I was able to, you know, kind of get through that dark couple of years um, without, you know, doing uh, an antidepressant all the time because it really was, it wasn't something I needed all day, every day. It was just more of at certain times I needed that little boost, mm. you know. So it felt a little bit more easy to, it felt easier for me to regulate rather than being on a pill all day that just made me kind of flat. If I was having a hard time just to be able to um, medicate in the moment and feel better. Um, so, um, yeah. Okay, okay. So, how did you find time to enjoy that nice fat joint? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. That, well, let's just say when you're taking the garbage out, it just took a little bit longer. And <laughs> <laughs> you, when you go and walk that dog, you know, like, okay, kids, I'll be back in a few minutes. I'm going to go walk the dog. Mm -hmm. There are always excuses to get out of the house for a few minutes. So um, I don't know if there was a lot of sitting around and being able to really enjoy it, but um, it definitely made making dinner and doing homework and you know those tough hours before they go to bed a lot easier yeah i think my mom because she worked the night shift she would just like oh i'm getting ready to leave for work and it'd be like probably a good mm, 45 minutes before she actually had to be there and the job was five minutes away so she would just step out back and then by the time she by the time she's finished smoking i'm asleep for the night Right. <laughs> so she was golden. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so nice that, um, I mean, probably rough on her, but at least she got to have her during the day. Yeah. Yeah. Now, what's the plan for emergencies? Well, what was the plan for emergencies when you were baked? Um, you know, luckily I lived in a neighborhood where I had a couple of good neighbors uh, around and, um, so I, I had the, um, the option of calling and asking somebody else if they could help out if they needed to. We never really had that issue, but um, it was something I was wary of. The last thing you wanted to do was walk in an emergency room with red eyes. <laughs> um, then they want to get you checked out. Yeah, exactly. Now, do you have any secret mom tips that you want to share with the listeners at home and the Canna ladies that are looking to start a family in the future? Well, um, I just think, you know, if you are, if you, if you, if you want to have a child, I, first of all, I, huge proponent of you know abortion rights and everything else that people who that nobody should be forced to have a child but if you're yeah. ready to, if you want to have a child if this is something that's important to you and um no matter how good of a mom you think you're going to be I mean because when I was a little girl all I really wanted to do was be a mom I never really had a lot of aspirations you know to to be an astronaut or you know do anything else I just wanted to be a mom and I really, I thought I was going to be the most 
wonderful, calm, cool mom in the world. And then, you know, all of a sudden I've got these two little kids and I find that I'm a single mom and I'm trying to make things work. You know, there's always going to be some sort of a, uh, some sort of a change thrown into your life. And, um, just to have another tool in your tool belt for me, that was weed that I could just calm down a little bit and feel better about things and not be such a hard judge on my parenting. You know, I mean, you know, we don't do, I don't think anybody really goes into parenting um, thinking I'm going to scream at my kids all day and I'm going to be angry with them, but it just happens. I mean, they're kids and they, you know, they're frustrating and tough. And in order to um, be the best mom I could, I felt as though um, having that tool was really helpful for me. And um, I would just say, you know, go easy on yourself because your kids are going to enjoy the ride so much more. Thank you. That was very nice. Very nice information. Before we get back into today's episode, we gotta take a quick smoke break. Usually, during these smoke breaks, I like to take the time to break down and roll up a strain that I've recently gotten to try and share that information with y'all. However, this time around, uh, at the time of recording, I finally got why mommy gets high and so i will be reading this book to you for this intermission so without further ado how about we light up and dig in why mommy gets high by wendy brazil illustrated by daniela teekman This book is dedicated to my daughters. Thank you for being my greatest teachers. When I was a girl, I would dream of sailing the seas, making dinosaur discoveries, and flying on the trapeze. The dream I wanted most to come true was to be a mommy to the two of you. We would play in the park until it got dark. We would dance and sing. We would swing on the swings. Never in a hurry. Never have a worry. I would be the best mommy in the whole wide world. But being a grown-up isn't always fun. There are dishes to be done and bills to be paid. And all I want to do is play. It's hard to have fun with so much on my mind. Sometimes mommies need a way to unwind. Mommy may slip away for just a minute or two, but I'll come back carefree, ready to bake cookies with you. Although I may smell a little funny, I'll be a much happier mommy and our chocolate chip cookies will be extra yummy. Making a mess, running around the house, building forts on the couch, and sometimes I feel like I'm going to cry. But there are no big deals when mommy is high. Grown-ups unwind in many different ways. Dad does yoga, auntie meditates, Grammy loves to roller skate, But for me, when a day is extra hard, I light up a flower we grew in the yard. Then I know my dreams have come true. I'm the best mommy for the two of you. And that's why mommy gets high. Thank you. Now let's get back to the episode. And um, next up, Before we go, I've got some fun questions so the listeners at home can get to know just a little bit more about you, even though we already know quite a bit because you've been so generous to share with us. Let's go. All right. What's your favorite strain? Um, I am a blue dream girl. I just love it. I think it's such a nice 
uh, I try and grow Blue Dream plant uh, last couple of years, and they just they grow beautifully. I buy myself a nice little um, clone. Usually they're about six, eight inches tall. And um, rather than doing seeds, you know, with the clones, you know exactly what you're getting. And um, it was one of the first strains that I tried that I just really felt as though um, this is my brand. I'm also really enjoying now these um, two, you know, uh, CBD and uh, THC um kind of um, blends. Um, it feels as though it takes out a little bit of the jaggedness sometimes when mm. you get too high. And with a little bit of the CBD, it just feels so nice and smooth. It just, it's really um, just been such a, um, a new eye-opening thing because I, you know, I'm a little bit of a old hippie and just wanting to grow my own. But now with all the dispensaries, you can't help but go in and people send me stuff sometimes. So that's been, that's been real eye-opener. Yeah, you've probably had quite the bit of variety to try. Yeah. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> yeah, I think here at the dispensary, at least the um, strain that I try to go, well, the um, cultivation group that I try to stick with mostly, mm -hmm. they um, have their strains usually with like low amounts of CBD in there, um, regardless of the strain. So even like Granddaddy Purple and others that usually don't have that CBD have at least a little bit bred into it. Yeah, no, it's really nice. It's very relaxing. Yeah. Yeah, it makes it to where you aren't just like completely zonked out. And while sometimes I do appreciate that feeling, not all the time, because sometimes I got to get shit done. Yeah, absolutely. That's mm -hmm. like why I picked a sativa today because I was, you know, I woke up and my house is a mess. I didn't, I got up a little bit of a late start, like I was saying, but, um, you know, I got my house clean. I put a little music on and it just, it just perked up my whole day. Yes, yes. There's something like just a good sativa and the right bit of music and you're just in a nice dancing mood, cleaning up the house. Everything's going right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, do you prefer ebooks, printed books, or audiobooks most of the time? I'm an audiobook gal. I am I have a new audiobook um going right now and I cannot think of the name of it but I just love I try and get out and do a good walk every morning um just get up and see the world and take a little bit of time for myself and um I put on my audiobook and next thing I know I've walked two miles so I just love it I love an audiobook put my headphones on I'm in I'm in heaven yeah really just you kind of zone out but also just in that zen state Mm-hmm. And learning something. Yes. That's why I love just listen. I listen to podcasts while I'm working as much as possible. Sometimes I, if I can swing it, I'm listening to it from when I clock in until I clock out. So I listen to a bunch of different shows, sometimes for anywhere from six to eight hours a day of just different podcasts while I'm wow. working. All right. Besides yours, what's your favorite right now? Uh, my favorite podcast right now that I've been listening to, um, I like the, okay, so I got a few different ones. Mm -hmm. I'm writing uh, them down because I want, I want it a new one. Okay. So if you like the, um, the show Always Sunny in Philadelphia, I they've do. got a podcast. Hmm? I do. They've got a podcast out and really like the episode starts out with them talking a little bit about each episode, like whatever, um, like whatever episode it's based on, but mm -hmm. they get so far off topic. And usually that's not really good for a podcast, but because they're all comedians, they're really good at just keeping the chemistry and keeping it funny, even though they've severely gone off of what the actual title says the show is about. Oh, that's so cool. I love that idea. Okay. Is it called the same thing? Always Sunny? In uh, I believe it's called the Always Sunny Podcast. Okay. All right. And then I've been listening a lot to Dro TV, which is kind of like this show. They do a lot of interviews with different people in the cannabis community, except mm -hmm. they, they're like they're going ape with it. Like they're doing five days a week with the main show and then one day a week with the um like the cannabis show, which is like their um 
in, uh, interviewing the um, people that are like the owners and founders of businesses, basically. And the other ones are just like the um, like my first time I got high story and they just get to meet different influencers, uh, people that um, they've seen at different like hemp events in Florida. And they're just really cool. They've even been on the show, too. So I, I know them. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, uh, and, then, first time, and that's called First Time I Got High? Uh, no, their show overall is called Dro TV, and then they basically post all the episodes from both shows under that one name. Oh, very cool. Okay. Now I got two new podcasts. Yes, yes, and if I can think of another one, I, actually, I've got a few other ones since I listened to it. A decent, decent ones, like I think there's Cannabis Connoisseur, Breeders Syndicate. I've got some others, but I'll send them to you if you're interested in finding out a few more after this. So just yeah, like I'd love text to. Me. And is it D R O Dro? Yes. Okay. Now, um, what is, what is, like the genre of the audiobooks that you're listening to? We kind of veered off for a second. What genre audiobooks do you listen to? Oh my gosh, um, I I love uh, I love a biography. Um, okay, but right now I've got um, let me take a look. Books, um, it's a lot of fiction, and I love historical fiction. You know, I've got that girliness about me, and I love to hear uh, made up stories where you, it's partially history and partially you know, real facts splashed in there and then a lot of fun romance, right? This one's called uh, Great Circle by Maggie Shipstead and it is really good, The Great Circle. I'm only in about, uh, well, two days of walking, but oh, it, okay. flip, <laughs> it flips between uh, present day and um, the early 1920s. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. All kinds of now, bonus question. What's been the most interesting biography that you've listened to? Okay, this is going to really be telling, but I just finished the Rob Lowe, <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> the Rob Lowe <laughs> biography. And I'm telling you, his autobiography is so fun because it's right about, you know, the same time I was growing up. I had a poster of him in my bedroom and um, mm -hmm. somebody else uh, said, oh, um, Rob Lowe, they were quoted something about it. I was like, I'm going to download that. So just for fun, that Rob Lowe was really good. It's a little embarrassing <laughs> to admit it, but boy, did I enjoy it. All right, all right, <laughs> noted. So we, so we know that about yeah. you now. <laughs> you know who the poster was in my bedroom when I was 15? <laughs> I feel like that was a poster in a lot of chicks' bedrooms. Yeah, though, probably. Man. Yeah, I like to think he was just in mine, but you know. It gets around. <laughs> Only for you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next. What are your three favorite ways to get stoned? You know, I I love to just roll up a nice joint and sit outside, uh, especially in the evening. Um, my husband's um, not much of a smoker, um, but... I, um, he just, he, he knows that when I come back in the house, I'm going to have so many stories to tell him. <laughs> and sometimes he'll say to me, he'll say, listen, uh, I know you got a lot to tell me, but could you just wait till the commercials? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Yeah. So I really am still old school. I still just love to roll a nice joint and just sit and smoke it. My, uh, I bought a bong a while ago and, uh, if we're having, you know, if we're having one of my girlfriends, so I'll pull that out. Um, it's a nice big old three foot bong. Uh, it's just beautiful. My, my three nephews are grown ups and the three boys bought it for me a couple of years ago. And I always call it the Thomas bong cause that's their last name. But, uh, at least they know what to get their aunt Wendy for uh, Christmas. So I was thrilled about that. Oh, my first bong. Oh, nice. What nice. about you? How do you like to smoke? Are you more pipe? Oh, um, 
uh, me, for me, my go-to really has been my smoking lamp, which is basically kind of like a bong, except like the way it holds the smoke is it's it's proportioned differently, mm-hmm. so it just goes straight to your lungs. There's not like a long neck for it to go up to, um, and it just kind of it makes it easier on my lungs. Yeah, I was looking at that on your link tree. I had never heard of that before or seen it. I you know, um, I want to look a little bit more into that. That looks really cool. Yes, those are lovely pieces. They're very durable, too. I've definitely clinked it up against a wooden table mm-hmm. or like a corner or a few different times. And I'm like, oh, Lord, this kind of water's about to be everywhere. But no, it's made like it's like made out of a spirit bottle. So just kind of the same glass as those really sturdy older bottles. Sure. OK. Wow. And it's really easy to clean, too. I had um, a bong before this that was shaped like a choo-choo train. <laughs> and I, I love that thing. Oh, my goodness. But now it's just a decor piece because it's really hard to clean. And it was also uh, probably get like one or two hits off of it before I get like that nasty brown hit, you know, that's like, <laughs> and you just feel like you're going to throw up because it tastes real bad. Yeah. And I always worry about that because, you know, like right now I just picked up my bong and there's still water in it from like a week ago when I used it. And you always worry about, you oh. know, getting fungus and all kinds of stuff that grows in it. So, you know, easy to clean is my number one, you know, you got to really, you got to really watch that. Last thing you want is fungus or mold in your lungs. Yeah, see, now that's why I've got it. Whatever bong I get, I, it's got to be something that I can actually see through just to make sure. Mm-hmm. I like that idea a lot. All right, lamps. I'm going to look into that. Yes, get you a smoking lamp, and you can use the code smoke to smoke for 25% off. Oh, nice. Yes, yes, I got you with the deals. Oh, I love that. Thank you. Of course. And after this, everything's going to be linked in the show notes, of course. So if you want to check that out, you can. All right. All right. And finally, let's get back to some questions because we got a little bit more. Sure. Okay. So um, what movie have you seen recently that you would recommend and why? Hmm. <laughs> well, of course, I had to watch The White Lotus, which isn't really a movie. It's more of a TV show. Um. Boy, what last? What was the last movie I watched? Yeah, I'm just not much of a TV person or move, going to movies. Let me think. Um, I know I saw where the crawdads um, sing, and I cried through that whole thing. Oh, Elvis! I saw the Elvis movie. We took the kids and saw that, and uh, I loved that movie. Um, I just, you know, growing up in my house, my dad was, uh, older than my mom. So he was the Elvis guy and my mom was the Beatles, uh, girl. So she was, you know, younger and he just loved Elvis. And so we grew up, you know, having it playing in our house and, um, just seeing a little bit of backstory. I thought the kid who played Elvis just did a phenomenal job. Have you seen it? I have not seen that movie. Oh, it's... It, it it really it transported me, um, but uh, other than that, I haven't been to a movie in a while. Hmm, okay, okay. Well, I might have to check that one out. I I haven't seen. Um, I've been trying to catch up on a lot of movies. Really, I just I up until the past couple of years haven't really been much of a TV or movie person myself either. Mm-hmm. I like having it on in the background while I'm doing something, but really not something where I'm just focusing all my attention towards it because I like I just I I got too much to do yeah I hear you I feel <laughs> the same way um yeah um what's cool about it is that Baz Luhrmann uh directed it and he did Moulin Rouge and um I'm trying to think what other movie but he just makes everything look so beautiful and it was really it was really fun to watch it was a cool 70s period piece okay okay yeah up until recently i like i just wouldn't really sit still my husband um, at the time when we were dating um he's just like please just like just watch the movie like if you can get more than like 45 minutes into a movie 
we'll have a good night. <laughs> we'll be able to actually see what happens, what how the ending goes. Just please, because then I either get on my phone or I get confused and I'll start asking them questions and I'll just start talking. <laughs> That's so funny. I know the feeling. Yeah. <laughs> now, next question. Would you rather be able to sleep as long as you want and still get everything done in your day or never have to sleep another day in your life again and still feel refreshed? Oh, my gosh. I love sleeping. It's my favorite hobby. No, I would want, definitely want to do the sleeping. Yeah. See, I, I was actually with this question. I was like, hmm, well, I would love to stay up. And just do a whole bunch of stuff. But if I can sleep as much as I want and still get it done, why does it really matter? I just, I, I, I really like sleep too. So got to go with that. Yeah, let's power down. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All right. So what advice would you give to a writer working on their first book? You just got to write it. Sit down and write it. You know, I might, I had this talk with my kid right now because she's in uh, her master's program and she's got to write her thesis and she's working on it. And it's just, it's been so difficult for her. And I, you know, I was just telling her this morning, you have to dedicate two hours every day. You just sit down and you do it. And with writing a book, I think it's the same way. You have your outline of, you know, what each chapter is going to be about. And then you just start writing it. With a kid's book, think, you just think back about what you enjoyed reading or what you enjoyed having read to you and what stories, you know, really resonated with you. And my stories were always about other little children and always about other kids. So, um, you know, uh, it's one of those things where I write what you know. You know, right. right where you know, you know. <laughs> yeah, okay. I like that. Just write what you know and just write. Yeah, you could throw it away later, but just write. Mm -hmm. And finally, from my questions, can you tell the listeners at home how to find and follow you online? Well, I am uh, Wendy Brazil at uh, my Instagram is Why Mommy Gets High. Uh, my book is on Barnes and Noble if you'd like a hardback copy, or you can go to Amazon and get a hard or softback copy. Um, but um, and uh, I have a website, but I think Instagram's the easiest way to do it. So yeah, come by and see me at uh, Why Mommy Gets High. All right. Well, I've had such a lovely chat, and I know everybody else will definitely enjoy this because we've just been all over the place, but it feels sure forever. <laughs> it felt like it was so easy and comfortable. I really thank you for that. Well, I'm glad that you had that experience. I'm so glad you were able to join me today, answer some questions. And if you ever want to come back, if you write another book, or if you just want to come back and play some games, since we do a puff and play, try to at least once a month or every couple of months, just let me know and we'll get you on the show again. Oh, thank you so much. Thank of you. Course. And you have a blessed day. I will see you around. All right. Thank you so much. Have a good night. All right. Hey yo, it's Katara from Smoke to Smoke. I want to give y'all the 411 on a company with great Delta 8 and rare cannabinoid products that can be delivered right to your door. If you're looking for some high quality rare cannabinoid products, look no further. My boys over at Moonwalker have got you covered. If you're looking for a wide range of quality rare cannabinoid tinctures, gummies, vapes, topicals, and even gummy sampler packs for you to try out just a taste of some of their delicious cannabinoid treats before committing to a bottle, check out Moonwalker. And when you go to the site, don't forget to use the code smoke to smoke 420 to save some cash the next time you want to stock up your stash. Again, that's S-M-O-K-E-T-O-S-M-O-K-E-420 -O -E to save a little bit off on me. It means a lot. Psst. Hey you. Yeah, 
you. Do you have a question you want to ask or do you want to submit an idea for a future show? Email me at smoketosmoke420 at gmail.com or send the show a voice message on Anchor FM. Please be sure to give the show a review and share this show at your next smoke sesh. The podcast email will be included in the show notes. Also, did you know that after a long time coming, Smoke to Smoke is finally available on Apple Podcasts and everywhere else you stream your favorite shows? That's right, the show is now right alongside with the best of them. And don't forget, for the latest updates when the show airs, sneak peeks into my cannabis adventures, and for educational cannabis infographics, you can check out Smoke to Smoke on Instagram and Cannabuzz. That's going to be smoke to smoke underscore podcast. The podcast is still currently hardcore shadow banned on Instagram, so the best way you can help the show continue to grow is by word of mouth. Share the show with your friends and Canna family and let them know that they can now enjoy the show too wherever they stream. And don't forget to follow the show wherever you're streaming it right now so you're the first one to know when a new episode drops. Thank you for tuning in this week. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Smoke to Smoke. I really hope you enjoyed it. As a matter of fact, if you did, please be sure to review the show wherever you stream, and don't forget to check out Why Mommy Gets High on Instagram, and of course, pick up a copy of the book for yourself. Everything will be linked in the show notes. That's all I've got for this week. To all my listeners near and far, no matter where you are, remember to smoke responsibly. And I'll see you next Wednesday.